Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo. Oh boy Here we go All aboard And welcome ladies and gentlemen To the always be booked Cruise cast show Now we're coming to you Not quite live it's from a place called Hewlett on Long Island in New York. And uh, where is Hewlett? You know what I mean? Hewlett is a predominantly Jewish town. And it is, you want to call it, maybe eight miles from the border of Queens, which is technically New York City. And maybe another, you know, 25 or so, 30 minutes from, what would you say? The, 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 the East River, which will get you to Manhattan. That's where we're broadcasting from. That's where it is. There's been iced coffee. And uh, there's been a, well, there hasn't been a day off, you know, from the restaurant job. And, you know, if you're new to this show, if you're just joining us, this is a show about cruising until it's not. And then very often we try to, uh, we, we, we create a community. You know, we talk to each other. We say what's up. I'm the first one out there to be like, you know what? This little community of ours has maybe been taking a little bit of a hit. And uh, that hit has been in the form of a... Uh, what would you call it? 800 person a day uh, conglomerate, as my uh, um, my subordinate called it the other day. Uh, you're over there running a conglomerate, and we're over here at Ainsworth. So either way, neither here nor there. The place is distracting me a little bit, and uh, I haven't been able to spend so much time with uh, some of my favorite people. And you know who you are. A lot of you are in that list. Uh, some of you, I can't stand. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding around with that. You know what I mean? I like I like everybody. With all the cones out there, uh, love all you. Sometimes we fight. You know what I mean? Sometimes we bicker. Uh, but normally, it's all good and it's smooth sailing. <laughs> Get it? Smooth sailing because it's a show about cruising. And then I say the like, sailing and you're on the water. Like you're sailing. Uh, double meaning. Double entendre. 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 Um, had a couple of few, uh, well, let's not get into the uh, inside baseball stuff just yet. The names and the people and the characters or whatever. Looking at a cruise ship right now. We're looking at, a, we had a massive, I guess, blowout on our little uh, chat we had. Uh, we have a little chat going. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what cruise Sandra is trying to tell us to get on. Now, I think I know at this point, but it took a while to get there. She was getting uh ridiculously frustrated with me because she had kind of like a couple of cruises picked out and we were supposed to pick between the two of them now uh the one's a western caribbean one's an eastern caribbean she was right they're both norwegian ships uh and i think the joy and the encore if i'm not mistaken and they both uh are reasonably priced and they're both around the same time of year one happened to be going to they're both leaving out of Florida. One happened to be going to the 
um, Western run. Now, Sandra, if you're listening, uh, I re-looked at it, and then I realized that, you know, we have a cruise in October. So this cruise she's talking about is for next early spring, I believe. And I love it. I think we're right. I think I think that makes sense to do the timing, to do that. You know, we want Chris involved, so that eliminates Carnival, uh, which is fine because we can get a lot done with Norwegian. We can get a lot done with Royal Caribbean, dare I say. But we just got off a Royal Caribbean ship, the Adventure of the Seas. And guys, listen, man, I am gonna pat all of us pier runners and pirates on the back because yes, uh, Adventure of the Seas, right? Good ship, good ship, but an otherwise unknown ship out of nowhere bursts onto the national scene, and we'll call it what it is, the first American cruise to set sail. Is it the United States of America? No, but it's North America, and it's full of, dare I say, Americans. If you want to get specific, vlogging Americans. You know what I mean? Can you imagine the lack of bandwidth on that ship? You had everybody and anybody who was a, who's a cruise vlogger, a cruise blogger, a cruise frogger. It doesn't even make sense. You're just trying to rhyme things, Tommy. Well, so what? Let's deal with it. Uh, cruise writers, Instagrammers. You've heard me talk about, uh, me talk about uh, it for a while. There was even my a negative, cruise MySpace my negativity. Person, yeah. Someone about who cruising. Uh, creates the MySpace content. When is it going to happen? And, uh, who knows? There were so many people on this cruise that were doing vlogs. and I, I, I think the... Um, the Wi-Fi signal was jammed. So if you were on that cruise as a pedestrian or, or dare I say a civilian, you know, and you're wondering why the Wi-Fi was so slow, out of control, out of control. I mean, there were, I heard there were people on the buffet bumping into each other. Their cameras were cra- crashing into each other. It was, it was quite a scene, but I will say this as well. Thank goodness for them. Okay. Let's not use uh, the Lord's name in vain so quickly back. Let's just say thank goodness for these vloggers and bloggers because it was so entertaining to watch and it was so exciting to watch. But here we are on the sixth month of the 21st year of 2020. I have no idea. I probably blew that, butchered that one. But either way, it's just so great to see. Again, I stand... I don't have to repeat myself, but I, which I do, and I will continue to do so. But the lawsuit is what made it happen. Threaten, starting to threaten these lawsuits and starting to uh, really kind of, you know, because Florida recently won the lawsuit. You know, it wasn't a total clear cut victory, I guess, because I guess the CDC now has the ability to go back and adjust the parameters. But it was found that the the the, the CDC does not have legal authority to put this put the restrictions and single out the cruise industry the way it did guys you know i was forever a person who took the virus seriously and i took public health seriously i was not a conspiracy theorist but at the same time it came to a point where all right enough is enough we got to let these people earn a living. We gave it as much time as we can. We doubled the amount of time that I thought the whole economy is. I mean, this just gives you an idea of how much money that is out there. Or maybe not how much money is out there, how much new money they're printing, and who knows what kind of ramifications that will have down the line. But 
uh, I didn't think we'd. I was thinking like till August of 2020. Like we can't wait till August. I was saying this in March. We can't wait till August of 2020 to reopen this economy. We'll all be done. It'll be over. And in a lot of ways it is. You know what I mean? I can tell you firsthand that it, it is real. Like people don't want to work. I am, a, I am in a position to hire people. And people do not want to work. I cannot get people to work. Not only so much that I can't get people to work. I have people from other companies calling me, asking me to come to work for them because they can't get other people to work. It's uh, it's a great time if you have integrity and you're hardworking and you're looking for a job. It's a great time for you for that. You can find something. It's out there. They're out there. You can work. Uh, but either way. So I want to congratulate everybody, and I want to say, you know, I did a Facebook post about it the day before that first adventure of the seas sailing out of, out of Nassau took place. I said, we have to understand that this is a historic day in cruising. Uh, uh, for all my cynicism, uh, the positivity has to be felt the drama is there you know just seeing all the vloggers and bloggers and everybody in nassau having fun enjoying themselves in anticipation for this cruise because again you don't know if you're ever going to cruise again yes everybody's yeah we're gonna we're gonna return to sea i made the video we'll be we will be back we will be ready to cruise again and and there's never a second that any of us doubted that but at the same time you don't know until it actually happens and guys, it happened. And yes, no, we did not leave out of, out of a United States port yet. We did not leave out of the continental United States. But that is right around the corner. But yes, we did. Because we did a test sailing. So these are the types of things that are showing you that cruising is going to be back. Things are coming back. I can tell you that, yes, the mask uh, mandate, as everybody knows, was lifted pretty much uh, around everywhere. But even in New York, even in Long Island, they're allowing to, for masks not to be a thing. It's almost like when you, uh, you know, when you're, is the coast clear? You're like very, very cautiously sticking your head out the window to see if you're actually allowed to not wear a mask. Are you actually allowed to kind of return to society as you know it? And guys, listen, man, I am always one of those people who takes pride in not letting moments pass us by. A lot of people look back on moments. A lot of people let moments kind of fly. Oh, you know what? We were pretty good back then. Oh, you know what? Well, that was a great time. You know what? I have been blessed with the ability to know it in the moment and feel it in the moment and really have a strong appreciation for it and that's what i'm doing right now with this whole thing of course it's cruising uh you know which seemed to have been maybe on the latter end of things to get back to normal uh but let's just call it what it is this concert's happening now there are there are uh you know we we put out a statement in our restaurant saying that you know we're not and we're no longer enforcing, forcing vaccinated guests to wear masks. And you also have to remember, yes, do we want to just be able to stop even having to see that type of verbiage? That's an airplane, guys. Living a little close to JFK. Can you hear it? Hold on. Take a sip of coffee. You enjoyed that 747 sound. Uh, might have been a 737. Not sure. Sounds like Southwest to me. Anyway. 
Who gets on those planes? You guys are crazy flying in those planes. You get in this tube. You guys are already in minds. You get in this tube, right? And you sit down in your chair. You put your seat back. You take your shoes off. You believe some of these animals take their shoes off on these planes? The kids are kicking the chairs. Everybody's going nuts. The, the robot stewardess are doing the, uh, you know, they're doing the Macarena, trying to tell you how to save your life if there's a problem. Um, and and then and then you got to get up there and you got to fly and you got to hope. That this guy, because he's got a white shirt and a couple of stripes on his shoulder, you got to hope that his girlfriend didn't break up with him or something. You got to hope in this crazy, crazy world where more and more people are coming forth as like uh, insane. Uh, to me, it's because we kind of help them convince them. We kind of help them convince themselves they're insane. You don't know. Are these, are these, are they, did they have a bad day? I can honestly tell you, I've seen at the West Palm Beach Marriott sitting there. Uh, next to a pilot. I mean, he's banging him down. I shouldn't say banging him down, but he did have a martini, and I did see an empty glass in front of him. And he was flying that evening. And I'm like, "Wait, you're flying?" Is that? Uh, I mean, it's it's a drink and a half. Come on, it's 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 a couple it's a couple of drinks in the middle of the afternoon. I'm not flying until five o'clock. Okay, maybe you're right, and maybe you're one of those people who fly better when you got a little buzz going. But if he can do it. Where's the line? Those lines blur a little bit. Maybe the other guy pushes it a little bit more. Until next thing you know, you got Denzel Washington flying a plane upside down over Washington Airport or whatever. You know, my first time, one of my first times on a plane, I thought I was going to Dallas. And I didn't go to Dallas. I thought the whole time, you know, we were talking to a travel agent when they were like, you know, if you just wanted to book a flight, you used to get a travel agent all the time. Now that's not the same thing. But, uh... We were planning a trip to Miami, and this is when we were young, strapping fellas. Even before I moved to Florida, I mean, there was four of us, and we were going to go to South Beach, and we were going to take South Beach by storm. We had this planned two, three months out. How old are we? Maybe 21, 22? And I was like, listen, we got to do this right. We're all getting gym memberships. Remember sun in? Remember with your hair, you put sun in in your hair? Oh, I used to put sun in in my hair. I had like chaps t-shirts on. I had blue blue tinted sunglasses. They were a hit actually. Imagine getting uh, imagine running around today with blue tinted sunglasses. It was the thing. But we get on the we're getting ready to get on this plane and I I don't like to fly. I never did like to fly. I don't like to fly. I, won't, I really don't really kind of won't fly unless I have to. Now, but um so we get on this. We, 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 we're getting picked up to go to South Beach. I like forced everybody to get gym memberships. We're going there. We're going to pump our fists. We're going to have a good time. We're going to Cleveland there. We're going here. We're going there. We didn't know shit. We were your Art Deco. We, all we knew is what's the hotels. My friend's mom was kind of hip and she was helping us out. Yeah, you know, you're going to go down there. You're going to, you know, the, the style of the hotel is Art Deco. That was our na- That was our, our, our rallying cry forever. We got Art Deco. Three weeks till Art Deco, Art Deco. We didn't, nobody knew what Art Deco was. Of course, we got to get gym memberships. We go to Bally's. We're pumping iron. Uh, we got to get our clothes right. We got to get our gear right. We're a bunch of suburban kids from Long Island wearing Adidas and Nike and maybe some, uh, who knows, Carnhart. What are the other brands? Oh, I was in a big um, urban phase back then. I used to... 
I was, I was, like I said, I used to, I used, I used to, I used to really, really be into rap music back then, and I would get all the Aniche clothes and the Twism and this and that. But now we're going to South Beach, so we got to class it up a little bit. We got to like get a little bit more. We got to tighten up the game a little bit. We take a train into the city, and we go to Bang Bang Mail. That's the name of the store, Bang Bang Mail, and the. Five of four or five of us walk in there, and we just think we're buying clothes. We don't realize we entered the East Village or West Village, some part of the village, and um, the people who worked there, they 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 weren't hetero. They weren't hetero at all. But we were just kind of like floating around trying to get some stylish clothes, and I think we got molested. I think all of us got molested in there. We all, you know, they. They they would say to us, oh, we got to check your dimensions. We got, my, my friend Jack, 6'4". John is like a, a football player with muscles. Um, you know, back then, I, I, I wasn't afraid to take my shirt off in public. Uh, <laughs> all those types of things. And, and, and they, they're just basically, they kind of got a measuring tape in their hands, right? But they see these kids from the suburbs coming in and they're like their eyes like lit up and they're like we're standing in front of mirrors one of them was measuring us they dropped the tape measure they didn't even realize they dropped the tape measure they just kept you know caressing shoulders and we just looked at each other guys okay we gotta get out of here we gotta get out of here we great we all spent like three hundred dollars worth of clothes we rolled out and when that was the next thing so it was art deco and bang 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 that's all we were saying so this and that whatever it, it is what it is we um it was all part of the experience, but then we went. We were in the city, and uh, one of the coolest parts is just some promoter came up to us in the street. He goes, "Hey guys, Memorial Day, big party. Here you go." It gave us all four flyers. Now I don't know how this happened. Back then we were going to the same nightclubs. Uh, everybody, you saw the same people at the same nightclubs. Whether it was Queens, whether it was Long Island, couple in the city, you would see the same promoters. You would see like the same people that would go there. You would see this, a lot of the same staff. Um, you know, we had this one shot girl that would always find us like, hey, guys, you know, here you go. Get some shots. And we'd buy them from her. And, you know, it, it, we just we became friendly with her. This is just uh, the New York, Queens, whatever club bar scene in the in the late 90s. And uh, yeah, late 90s. So we're walking around New York City. Greenwich Village basically could be, you know, thir- I don't know half the half a world away from the train ride that was just across the river in the suburbs from us and uh some guy comes up to us a promoter and hands us some flyers here you go fellas memorial day memorial day don't miss this and then we're all look we're, we all took the flyer but we didn't realize oh this guy doesn't know this guy thinks we're gonna be around hey pal and he's walking away and he's already done with us he's walking away with his backpack with his with his with backpack full of flyers and we're like, pal, bro, 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 you might want to save these, bro. We're not going to be around. We're going to be in South Beach for Memorial Day. And as he continues to walk and continues down the street, he he just, out of the corner of his mouth, slightly turns his head around, doesn't miss a step, and just says, look at the flyer. Look at the flyer. So we look at the flyer. And it's for a party in South Beach. I'm like, is that that much of a thing? Where um, New Yorkers are that much that, that just known to go to South Beach. Now it's different now. It is very urban now for Memorial Day. South Beach. Listen, it is what it is. Check the freaking check check the check YouTube. 
you tell me i'm not i'm not you know being uh anything wrong with what i'm saying but um back then it was a lot more of um you know new yorkers would just go down there and it was like a edm crowd which we were pretending to be one of my friends really did commit you know did the heroin the whole not heroin he was into the drugs and all that stuff he really did commit go to the limelight take his shirt off we were all the rest of us were just poses but we um so so we look at the flyer and it says south beach i'm like Wow, this guy knows this is all coming together. This is all fate. This is great. Oh, we love it. Uh, so we're all pumped up about this. And now, a couple of weeks out, I did this all started because I told you people I thought I was going to Dallas. Right? So it says, why are we going? Why? So it's a connector flight is what it was. I'm like, I thought I was going to. I'm going all the way to Dallas. I'm flying to Dallas. Why? So when we get on the plane, I'm terrified, right? Well, before we got on the plane, we met, we slept over. You know what I mean? Well, this is our first big trip. Cut us some slack. So we all slept over. You know what I mean? We're doing push-ups before the trip. You know what I mean? Doing jumping jacks, whatever we're doing. We're all hyped about this trip to South Beach. And um, we uh, we got picked up at like 4.45 in the morning. And I am terrified. I don't want to go on planes, but I'm not missing this trip. The limo was, when I tell you, it was fully stocked we got a limo from east rockaway to jfk and uh we're in the limo and i'm just unloading on all the rum that they have so i'm just pounding the rum and just banging it down and uh whatever i was barely barely functional by the time we got to the airport but then we got on the plane and uh as soon as i felt those engines i sobered up pretty good but anyway, it was fun. We got down there. It was so strange because we're just going up and down South Beach. We might as well have been in New York. We go to this place, the Clevelander, that everybody goes to. And the Knicks are in the NBA Finals. Okay? And no, this is uh, not the finals yet. They made it to the finals that year, but this is not the finals. This is them in the preliminaries. And they're playing against the Miami Heat. One of the best times I've ever had in my life. The game is on. We are having the time of our life. The pool is closed. They don't let anybody in the pool, right? The pool is shut down because there's like, you know, a thousand people kind of partying wherever, doing this, doing that, jumping up and down, techno music. Now, there's this rainstorm that keeps hitting hard. You know, those Florida-ass rainstorms that I didn't even know anything about at that point. But it was just pounding and pounding and pounding. The DJ never stopped. The party never stopped. You were not allowed to go in the pool, like I said, but it was out of control i was like this is amazing the knicks come on they're playing the miami heat we're in miami and the knicks are winning every time the knicks score the crowd is going nuts for the knicks i have no idea what's going on am i in florida am i in miami or am i in freaking queens right now because nobody you know i get it you know it's all tourists but it just happened to be so new york heavy that um, it was just a, such a surreal moment because I'm with my friends. We're watching the Knicks win. The whole crowd is on the same page, cheering on the Knicks. And then I bump into somebody. I hear, do you want a shot? I look to my left. It's this shot girl from like seven or eight of the Nassau County Queens bars we go to. Same shot. I'm like, are we kidding? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So... This this stuff is going on. We're doing more shots. We were getting. That's where we learned about floaters. Rum runner with a floater. So now we got 
Bang Bang, we got Art Deco, and we got Flota. This is all the stuff we're having a blast with. Um, and then uh, the thunder started hitting. And every time the thunder would hit, they would make the music louder. And there'd be a roar within the crowd. But nobody's going in the pool. And me being the psychopath person that I am, I literally... In the middle of the whole thing, there's a thousand people in there. Nobody's anywhere near the pool. I jump onto a bar stool. I scream out, pools open. I take my shirt off and nosedive into the pool. The music gets louder. People go nuts. People start jumping in the pool as well. And then like packs of girls started jumping in the pool. Then we're all in the pool. Then people start, I swear, like, girls start taking their shirts off. Like, being cheered on by the crowd, obviously, and then being cheered off by their friend. Then maybe their more audacious friend that took the shirt off first. The ones that left it on, they didn't want to be left for uh, embarrassment on their own. So they convinced their friends who didn't want to take their shirts off to take their shirts off. And it was mayhem. It's everything. It's everything. A Memorial Day weekend or uh adolescent vacation should be absolute blast but the point was is that i thought i was going to dallas and i wasn't going to dallas it was a connector flight in washington dc the name of the airport was dallas okay so that's where we went wrong i had no money for this trip either there was so much that went on we ended up in this uh in this other club called home i think it was and I ended up on the dance floor. There was a, a celebrity, a New York DJ. His name was Funkmaster Flex. He was DJing for the first part of the night, but then he was, I guess he was done DJing. So he was on the dance floor. And he had this one girl, and then she had a friend. The friend was, let's just say, the other, the, 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 the Funkmaster Flex girl was a little more desirable. But I jumped in there. And it was the four of us dancing for a while. It was me, the the lesser the lesser of the young ladies, the the, the zipper, necessarily, and then uh, Funkmaster Flex, and then his you know way more attractive, um, you know, other other friend that he met. Oh, it was so much fun. I mean, the the night swims. It wasn't a night of that week where we where we weren't jumping in the uh, Atlantic late night and I just remember I couldn't believe how warm it was it was beautiful but it was a great trip but getting back to cruising so Sandra is trying to get us Sandra Sandra I still don't know the girl's name uh, I do know her name I don't know how to say it I don't know how she likes it to be said but uh, is this isn't that always the problem so the problem is, is that me and Chris have a cruise booked, okay? Historic cruise from my standpoint in that I have never done a cruise off the big three. Now, again, there's an exception to that, and that's Bahama Paradise Cruise Line, which, yes, I am a platinum member of, Bahama Paradise. Uh, but beyond that, it's just the big three. This is going to be a celebrity cruise ship, and not just we're not talking about the celebrity, the uh, celebrity millennia, or uh, you know the celebrity whatever else solstice whatever. I don't even know the names of them, but this is going to be on Celebrity Edge with the uh, verandas, with the Infinity verandas. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews on it. Some people like it. If you've ever been on a celebrity ship 
and you've had that infinity veranda where you know half of it's inside half of it's outside uh or it feels like you're still inside but you're outside you know what i mean inside is outside outside is inside who knows what's which way is up i don't know but i'm interested to find out how that's going to be and we're going to find out so i'm excited for that but Sandra, the, the itinerary that you are choosing, if you're listening, uh, which is a 50-50 shot, is the same exact itinerary. And this one is, so I'm excited about this for a couple of reasons. I've never been at sea for like a fun holiday. I've been at sea for Easter, okay? We did a great, oh, such a beautiful, memorable cruise with Sony, Joe Lover, his wife, by the way. I had a great night out in New York City the other night with Sony. Maybe we'll talk about that at some point, but it was so much fun. Um, maybe we'll talk about that on the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. If you want to get an extra show a month or, or an extra show a year, sign up uh, on the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. Uh, I promise more shows than once a year. But at the very minimum, you're going to get a show, an extra show a year. Okay, where are you going? Where else are you going to get that? And on the Patreon, the next Patreon we'll do, we'll talk about the night out in New York City, a full-on dinner, drinks, and a night out of revelry in New York City in this very, very infancy stages of the post-pandemic era. So if you're interested in that. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. And you're, I'm going to make the promise right here. You're going to hear that is going to happen. That will happen before November. Sometime before November, you will get that story. All right. So what else? So I, I, I'm i back. I'm actually still kind of there. So I'm excited about going on Celebrity to get the Celebrity Experience, which is not ultra luxe, but it's premium. Call it, let's call it premium. How are you going to narrow these down? So you're going to have mass market, which is carnival, which is Norwegian, which is uh, Royal Caribbean. I would say MSC is probably mass market as well at this point. And then you're going to get your premium, right? You're going to get your premium cruise lines, and they're going to be your Disney. They're going to be your celebrity. They're going to be your princess. Uh, dare I say Holland America? Dare I call it Hal, if, for those of you who prefer uh, to be acrimonious. Uh, then you have your Ultra Lux, which is your Crystal, your Regent Seven Seas, which is your, uh, um, what's the other ones? So uh, I, They're not coming to me right now, okay? What do you want me to tell you? We haven't been at sea for so long right it's been forever since we've even thought about being able to be honest no well we think about it all the time but actually having a realistic image as to when you're actually going to get on a cruise ship it's been a while and i gotta tell you the feeling is good guys this is uh his we all have to be celebrating this i believe that's a jet blue i don't know if you hear that it's a jet blue twin engine uh, not twin engine four engines on that one i believe do you believe I thought I was going to Dallas? I was going to Dulles. That was the issue. But Sandra, so here's the thing. It's the same itinerary. I'm also excited about this cruise with Chris because I only paid $300 for it or whatever we paid for it. Somewhere between three and 500 for the entire thing. Now, here's the thing. Here's my question. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul, Paul Ewing may know this. Somebody may know this. I don't know this. I need an answer. 
celebrity has gone all-inclusive, pretty much. And when they do that, just like Bahama Paradise Cruise Lines, no, no, I'm sorry, Norwegian when they were doing the Sky. Wow, Norwegian, I do apologize. I just compared your cruise ship to the Bahama Paradise because it just reminded me of it because of the experience and the ship and whatever else. What do you you want me to tell you? So what I'm saying is that celebrity is basically mostly all-inclusive now, if I'm not mistaken. Now, if I got this ridiculous package from the site called youarecomped.com, I definitely recommend checking them out. They're not a sponsor, but the the letter U, the letter R, comped.com, and you can get yourself some good deals. Get yourself some good deals. Why don't you get yourself? Shout out to Matt Rogers. Matt Rogers is the one that put me on to that. And if you go back into an older show, you can hear more about UR Compt when I had the CEO and owner and founder on. So check that out. That's not on Patreon. You don't have to pay $5 a month for that. You could just go back and check that out. But my question is, if I got that good of a deal on that ship, on that sailing do I st- am I still in on the all-inclusive factor? I mean, how could they get away with not doing that, right? I got to see how that, that, that policy works. Like, w- do they have a... Because I think for all major intents and purposes, everybody on the ship is drinking for free because they ideally prepaid for that experience in their booking fee. Now, do they run around and find the people who got a really, really super good deal on the, sh- on the cruise and just cut you off? Like put a, put an X on your hand like you're 19 years old? I don't know. I'm going to look into that. It's probably not too hard to find out, Tommy. Why don't you just ask the freaking guy who booked you to cruise? But no, we're going to make things difficult. Maybe some of you guys know. Maybe Paul Ewing knows. Maybe, dare I say, Matt Rogers knows. I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, <clears throat> so the thing is, is that that ship goes to Roatan. It goes to uh, Costa Maya. It goes to... Grand Cayman, and it goes to um, Cozumel. Great itinerary, but it's the same one that Sandra wants to go on in March. So there was another cruise that Sandra was looking at, and it was going to St. Thomas. It was going to Grand Turk. It was going to Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Plata. Uh, it was going to a few different places, Eastern. And you know me, guys. If you listen to me, you know a couple of things about me. I do love me in Eastern Eastern Caribbean sailing. Now, Sandra did have a point. Oh, this one goes to the freaking baths, too. It goes to um, Tortola. Now, the problem with that one is, is that the times were all jacked up. She's right. Can't deny. St. Thomas was perfect. St. Thomas times were perfect. And I do think I'm ready, guys. I do think I am ready for the first time to go to St. Thomas and maybe go to St. John and not do the wildest whack. The problem is I don't know, dude. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know what that says about me, my personality. I don't know what it is. I like to be moving. For the reason I like the cruise vacation itself, for the very reason that makes me love being on a cruise vacation, might be the same exact reason why I like doing my St. Thomas safari taxi, loud music, drunken mountaintop crawl. Why? Because we keep moving. I like to keep moving. I'm sure St. John is beautiful. Shout out to Nicole. Now, Nicole... 
Let's see this last text I got from her. There's a good chance that Nicole and myself are getting together tomorrow for a day of debauchery. And, oh my gosh, she just sent me a text. And we're planning our day tomorrow. So we got a few things, a few ideas we're trying to do. But she just wants, she said, booze and sun. And that's her, her requirements. She just sent me a picture of the uh, the bar at the end of the world that I like to call it. Uh, the, the floating barge bar in Labadee, Haiti. Also now with Coco K. And she said, where can we go to find this tomorrow? And I got bad news from Nicole on that end of it. We're not going to find that. That's an issue. We're not going to find that. But maybe we can find the next best thing. Who knows? We'll see. Um, so where was I going with this? So, yeah, so she recently went to, uh, St. John. So she went to St. Thomas with her friend and they planned this trip. They're staying in St. Thomas. She got there and dare I say, she didn't like it. She did not like St. Thomas. And she's texting me, uh, this place is kind of rough. It's not, people aren't nice. Now I got intelligence from, uh, the sweet Cincinnati girl, you might remember as the St. Thomas girl, Tara. And she told me uh, recently that a lot of her friends from St. Thomas said that it took a little bit of a nosedive. Okay. The island, you know, there's always this push pull on St. Thomas. There's the locals versus the tourists. And yes, you have that everywhere, but it seems a little bit more sharp in St. Thomas where the locals that are there really have a little bit of a resentment for the tourists, but it was always manageable. Sweet Cincinnati girl Tara has told me recently that it seems to have gotten worse. It seems to have gotten to where the mainlanders have come in and have kind of taken over and kind of really started doing things like really acting up inside their stores and really kind of just not showing a lot of respect to the island. And she used two words that they feel that the people of St. Thomas really feel that is causing this. She used two words that that that, that said, this is why this is happening. And those two words, are you ready for the words? Those words are stimulus and check. Did you hear that? Stimulus and check. Those two words are the reason that people are coming down. They think they're coming down and going into the stores and like, you know, is there a little price gouging in these straw markets? Are they a little high certain times? You know, price. And people are basically telling them, no, we're not paying this for this. Well, how, what are you going to do if I give you $3 and walk out? You know what I mean? Just being a little bit reckless, a little bit wrong and a little bit whatever. Neither here nor there. Nicole didn't like St. Thomas as much as when she was staying there on a land vacation. Luckily for her, she discovered the island paradise of St. John. And they took a ferry to St. John daily from Red Hook, which is an option that we all know is is, is presented to us whenever we go to St. Thomas. Shout out to Matt Hodgeberg, also not a fan of St. Thomas, but for him, it's mostly because of the taxi situation. He's bothered by the fact that there really is no taxi situation, and that is true. But the thing about me with St. Thomas is I don't care where I go. Just get me in one of those safaris, and to me, forever, forever, the destination will be part of the trip. Shout out to my buddies Joe and JP in um, West Palm Beach, and I love these guys because we went through so much together. We we were you know battling 
in this pandemic and not having jobs and being veterans of the industry, having all the knowledge in the world. But, you know, we're not the 22-year-old strapping young fellas that we once were. And, uh, you know, we find ourselves in a little bit of a rough times and, and and we weren't we had no income coming in we weren't making money we were just kind of like out of work and we would just always check in with each other we were also being told that you can't leave your house we were all just we were just battling it we were up against it you know what i mean joe was the guy i was djing for for blue martini joe was the guy that managed for me when i was the gm of places like pittsburgh places like arizona all these places and joe was my my right hand guy at these places so now joe returns the favor and has me djing to blue martini but then the world stopped and uh, we were just always like it was a little pathetic, you know what I mean? We would we would zoom with each other, and we're just these three old broken down former bar uh, managers and and bartenders and this and that. And we're like, what are you doing? What are you up to? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I know it's hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for you. It's hard. And then we'd stop. We wouldn't talk. And then like maybe a month later, we'd get together again. Yeah, it's rough. You know what the hell? Where did we go wrong? This and that. And then um. And then it got better. And it started to get better. Joe got Joe got back in the game uh, with his own business. Also got another job doing some more promoting. JP became a manager of a Mexican restaurant and is doing very, very well. I came back up here. And now we're like too busy to talk to each other because we're all running around trying to run these places. And it, it's just like I said, I've, I've told the story of, of feeling like how, you know, being a little bit more vindicated and feeling a little bit, oh, that's more on the Patreon. That's when I kind of, guys, there's a lot of Patreon back episodes. There's a lot, including the time I got sued by 50 women, all in the Patreon, all in the back episodes. So the fact that I'm down to doing one episode every 10 years shouldn't deter you from looking at the hundreds or maybe hundreds. It's more than a hundred. Wait, way more than a hundred. It has to be, right? Check them out, I would think. Whatever. I, I didn't count them, but there's a lot of them there. There's a lot of them there. Enjoy them, you know? We call it oversharing. I do a lot of oversharing. But here's where I'm going. So, Sandra, I don't know if I want to do both. Well, I was talking about something with JP and Joe. Oh, yeah. The, the destination to me will always be a part of the vacation that's what i would that's the way i want it i talked to uh two of my friends at work one is the owns the company and one is the guy i'm newly friends with one of the other managers the irish guy like we want to do a road trip down to florida when we go to florida we want to do a road trip so so many times it's the little things i don't know how you guys feel about it but there could be a 10-day awesome trip with sun surf and sand and beautiful women and beautiful you know everything and we're having a great time gorgeous food drinks and dude the, the thing will stick up to me is driving on the way down there and some reckless riot we had in some rest stop somewhere sometime where we're getting back in the car we can't breathe because we're laughing so hard oh my god do you say that to that guy did you see that guy's teeth or did you whatever it is just these times if you don't embrace them you're missing out if you don't look at those moments and remember those moments and it's not just about people with missing teeth because who knows who who knows what doesn't make a difference nobody knows each other's journey you know what i mean that's all i'm saying uh but it was amazing it was amazing i remember the time when we were opening the copacabana in fort lauderdale uh, i mean we got 
2,000 people showing up. We got Tomasito Cruz about to show up. We got Jose Alberto El Canario, famous Dominican uh, salsa singer, dancer, or whatever he was. He was famous. Uh, called him El Canario. Uh, but this was like a throwback to like the old school Copacabana. We were opening this place in Florida. We had a cake. A cake showed up, and they wanted us to, you know, one of the guests, 10 guests or whatever, they had a cake they wanted to hold for us. So one of our servers, it was opening night. We were up, up was down, down was up. One of the newer servers never had a bar job before. By the way, this is the place Jesse Reyes worked, okay? Look up Jesse Reyes. She's famous now, guys. She's famous. She was a hostess for us. And she was she was bar she was learning to bartend, and I was still friends with her until she got <laughs> until she got famous. I don't know. She wanted to stay with me in Manhattan. She's like, "Hey, Tommy, I know you got friends and connections. If you know anybody in the music industry that can hook me up with a listen or any contacts that you have of anybody that might have a contact in the in the in the music industry." Uh, can you can you give me their number or whatever? And I'm like, Jesse, oh, you're coming up. Awesome. She's like, I would love to stay with you. You mind if I stayed with you? And I'm like, no, you could stay with me. And then she goes, um, she said the wrong words after that. She said the wrong thing. Um, she said the words that nobody who's going to host a budding superstar uh, for a week or so in, in Manhattan ever wants to hear. And those words were, are you ready? Like we did, we did stimulus and check before. Uh, these are the words that you don't want to hear when you're about to host a budding superstar in your apartment for a week before she's a star, but she's still hot as hell. She wants to stay with you. The words you don't want to hear after you say yes. The words are, it's just me and my manager. Those are not the words you want. So we didn't come to terms on that. That deal fell through somehow. I don't know how, but uh, it is what it is. But jesse reyes you know we stayed in contact here and there just a few times a year we'd chat she'd tell me about you know the new things she's going through and was and now she's a superstar okay she's done fallon she's done uh the 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 bet awards she's done the grammys she's done all these things and uh yeah the 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 the, the dms get left on red now you know that's okay. I haven't DM'd her in a couple of years, but when I was, I'm like, you know, so happy. She did. When I first started, when she first started blowing up, and you started seeing her doing big, big music festivals like Bonnaroo and, you know, Governors Island, and I was like, man, I always knew you. Were, you know, you said obligatory. I always knew you had it in you. Great job, whatever. And then she wrote back, "Thanks, man. Keep praying." You know, that's what she wrote back. And then you start seeing her on Fallon and on the Grammys and start seeing her on Hot 97 and all these other stuff. And, you know, then it's uh, red. Scene. <laughs> hey, man. It's the way the world works. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's fine. So, yeah, the journey. It's talking about the journey. So we're talking about Copacabana. These are a lot of tangents here. Um we open in Copacabana, and yes, remembering the times, these little moments. So we got this big nightclub we're opening up, you know, thousands of people showing up, dignitaries, the mayor of Miami is there, or the mayor of Fort Lauderdale is there, and it's going to be big. Everybody's dressed to the nines. Uh, a, a, a VIP guest comes in with a birthday cake, and we're supposed to hold it for them for about 20 minutes, 
and we or not 20 minutes maybe an hour or so so we do we hold it for them and then there's another birthday one of the newer employees takes the birthday cake that was supposed to go to the vip important person spending a ton of money and they take that cake and they give it to the wrong table they gave it to the wrong table now these important people with all this money spending five thousand dollars whatever they don't have a cake so me and the owner and one of the hosts decide we got to run to a Publix and get a replacement cake. And just in that trip and all the chaos of the opening night and this and that, we get this little window of breathing room to run to Publix. And we get to Publix. We have we still have our walkie-talkies on us from 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 the bar and we're doing things like this so like charles was one of the guys he's standing online he rests he rests the still on walkie-talkie next to him on one of the shelves and he's near the line and he's just minding his own business so i'm a, i see that happening from across the store and i yell into the yell into the, my end of the microphone the man here likes men. The man standing in line with the blue shirt likes men. And he's standing next to the walkie-talkie. And he, <laughs> everybody's looking at him. Listen, there's nothing wrong with liking men. The joke is that he did not like men. That's the only joke that's there. Nothing wrong with liking men. He didn't. So I was misrepresenting him via prank through walkie-talkie. Right? So the owner of the place says to uh, he she he sees a woman you know asking for price checks need a manager so he sees her and he's watching how she uses the phone that's right next to her register. He politely, when she's not looking, grabs the phone receiver, hits the button she was hitting, and goes into. Ladies and gentlemen, grand opening Copacabana tonight, live, Jose Alberto El Canario, Tomasito Cruz, Copacabana tonight, dance party. To- and dying, the, gut, the guttural laughing that's going on, I could, hysterical. I mean, and then boom, in the car, back to Copacabana, and boom, like back to chaos. Putting out fire, this fire, that fire, this fire, that fire. Oh, it's, but th- you got to remember those things. You got to remember the little parts of the journey. And the point of this tangent, which I have no idea how I got back to, how I'm able to get back to it, is like JP. And, you know, well, you can't expect all your friends to always see eye to eye and see things the way you see them. But like we, 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 we were in West Palm and we're battling through this pandemic. We still got nothing going on. We decided to go to Key West. And... The whole way there, we're having laughs, we're having fun, we're stopping at the different towns to take a be- to take a pee break, we're buying beer, we walked up and down Duval Street, then we ended up coming back into the hotel room, and I ended up knowing two, I told you guys this story, I ended up knowing two girls that also were down there, also from Fort Lauderdale, who, weirdly enough, I met at Johnny Utah's in New York, uh, come to our hotel. And now it's us just having an absolute blast in a hotel room, drinking White Claws, flavored White Claws, vomitous flavored White Claws, and and blasting music in our hotel room. And then that's it. And then the next day, JP was like, oh, geez, dude, we drove three and a half hours to sit in a hotel room. I'm like, dude, you're missing it. You're missing the whole damn thing. You're missing the whole boat. Like, the journey the journey has to be part 
of what the enjoyment is. Don't. Don't ever. This is going to sound stupid. And this is such a weird thing to remember. Shout out to Doug Parker. uh, The godfather of all cruise content. Um, He's got a woman that appears on his show and does the the news. Every every week. Um, And her name is Sherry Laskins. I believe it. I believe it's Laskin or Laskins. And she does the news. She does a great job. And she, for whatever reason I remember this, maybe because he said it on the show and she said it too, everybody likes to take pictures of sunsets, right? Everybody loves, oh my gosh, look at the sunset. Let's get the sunset going. I'll take a picture, stand in front of the sunset. All true. All amazing. I'm a big proponent of taking pictures of the sunset. But she said one thing. She said, Next time you're taking a picture of a sunset, next time you're taking a picture and you're basking in the glory of what you're taking a picture of, do yourself a favor. Why don't you try turning around 180 degree angle and taking a picture of what's directly behind you? And you'll be surprised. And I don't know if that applies here, but to me, it's a little applicable to where you can be like, you know what? It's not always the thing that's in focus. It's not always the prime thing. You know what I mean? Like boxing, a big boxing match. I remember the walk up to the ring. I remember the the between rounds instructions. I remember all the things surrounding what's supposed to be the big thing. A lot of times, if you step back, you can show appreciation to some of the little things. And that's... uh, that's how you know when you're going to appreciate. You're going to really appreciate things and appreciate life in general. But that Key West drive, man, I think about that drive all the time. All the drives to Key West is just so much to see on the way, especially if you're in great company. But that's what I'm talking about. So St. Thomas, as much as I continuously want to do that drive, and every time I think about it, going to St. John and just chilling, I think about just kind of going to St. John and just chilling. Then what? I don't hate the beach, but I'm not a huge proponent of the beach of just kind of sitting in a chair. Hold on. Time for a sip. Remember the chip? Patreon people. Chip. But what I mean is, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited that it's going to be Halloween. Now, if you know Chris, he's a pirate and a peer runner. And he's out of his mind. He didn't run the pier with us. His cousin Jonathan did run the pier with us. But Chris is known for boarding the ship with an exorbitant amount of costumes. Okay? And I'm sure this is going to be no different. There's going to be costumes on this because it's Halloween. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Okay? Chris, I don't know if you're down with this. Okay? Uh, I looked it up for shits and giggles. Since we're paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars each for this cruise, basically nothing, especially if we get the booze package built in, especially if that's a thing. I couldn't help myself but to take a little peek at what's going out on November 6th. Now, November 6th is the day we get back. What? It's out of Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale. So what ship... Is going out. You know what's going out? 
on a very manageable $790 cruise, the Odyssey of the Seas. So I don't know how I'm going to turn that down. I don't know how I'm not going to uh, do that. Basically, right? You take the eight-day, seven or eight-day celebrity cruise, Infinity Veranda, hopefully booze, You get off that ship on November 6th and you get directly on the glorious Odyssey of the Seas. And that will be another milestone for me because I, to this day, have still never been on a quantum class trip ship or a quantum ultra. And that ship looks sexy. Now, here's the problem. And here's where I'm probably going to lose Sandra, Chris, and a bunch of other people. Um. I got to get on that Mardi Gras. I got to get on that Carnival Mardi Gras and I got to get my ass on that. I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to salute the shield. And when I say the shield, I mean that funnel. I got to give it up to that, that funnel. I got to go back to Carnival. It's been too long. The last Carnival cruise I went on was the damn freaking Carnival Paradise. A ship and a class of ships that I spent most of my career in this business making fun of. Okay? This is what I've done. I made fun of these cruise ships. Part of me the whole time I was making fun of these rust bucket cruise ships. Part of me was like, you're going to regret this. Because I bet you're going to have a great time. And so many people, and I didn't come up with that theory on my own. So many of you cones out there have told me that I would absolutely love getting on this cruise ship. Uh, or this class of cruise ships. And this was my second of only two career solo cruises. Not counting the one on Bahama Paradise. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving. Guys, sometimes they're just sad. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Shout out to John Klikowski. Loves the story when I tell the uh, <laughs> gets no worse. Thanksgiving out of Florida. Let's see what's going to happen. All right, let me book a day and a half cruise on the uh, Bahama Paradise celebration, the Grand Celebration. Oh, no, this was the Grand Classica. So I upgraded the Grand Classica and uh, pour a little out for the celebration. The celebration's dead. The Classica. (laughs) So, you know, you don't always plan it like this. But sometimes just a string of things happen and you're on the ship and you're running around the ship and you see the, well, am I going to drink vodka sodas the whole trip? Well, yeah, well, they're $9 a pop or $12 a pop, whatever they are. You know, you can get this here bottle for $90 and then you could just walk around the ship with it. I'm like, well, that sounds economically like a way better deal. So that is what I did. But now all of a sudden you got this bottle of liquor in your hand and you're by yourself and it's Thanksgiving and you're on a cruise ship, you know, a thousand miles away from anyone you know, anyone you know, or hold dear to your heart. And that's just kind of what happened. It was kind of, there's sometimes things in your life, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes things are going to get so sad, it comes back around to pure cruise bliss. Because there really is just no, like if you see that guy, if you see me... In me, for me, it was an out-of-body experience because I walked around that ship as the other people looking backward at me. 
Like, look at this freaking guy with his cargo shorts. Hasn't been a human being near him in in hours. And, you know, the cargo shorts, they have those big pockets, right? So shooting out of that big pocket is just a full uh, uh, liter, liter-sized bottle of Stoli vodka. It's not even goose. It's not even Tito's, dare I say. It's Stoli vodka. Full-on Bahama Celebration Russian collusion vodka. And I'm running around. This is what I'm doing on the ship. But, guys, it's like a rainy day on the perfect vacation. If you don't have the if you don't have these little interruptions, if you don't have these little kind of learning, teaching moments, whatever you want to call them, these kind of like uh let's call it what it is, maybe low points, dare I say, you don't appreciate the good parts as much. So that's what I uh that's what I love to do. <laughs> but what I'm saying here is um we were talking about Carnival, bringing that back. So bringing, bringing it back to Carnival Fantasy, being solo, that's when I met the lovely Hillary, you know. Surprisingly enough, the Hillary and, and, and myself romance didn't last. Didn't last beyond the four hours that we hung out together. But it still was a nice time. It still was enjoyable. And I got to tell you, they really, really do it. It's like the freaking... Uh, it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the guy with, with, who doesn't have a, a lot in the pants... And he buys a freaking, uh, you know, huge pickup truck with a lift kit and does everything big because he's overcompensating for something. That's what fantasy class does. They don't have a lot of great hardware. These are old ships. They're not the newest and best stuff that's at sea. But what they do is kind of throw a curveball, a fastball right in my wheelhouse as to what I want, which is throw one hell of a freaking party. And I was able to drink in, I didn't have to walk around with a freaking with a Russian collusion vodka in my pocket. I didn't have to do that. I was able to get free drinks for the entire time I was gambling. And yeah, I went to war with a few dealers. Yes. Yeah, there were problems. Yes, there it was it wasn't all smooth. But boy, for, for being on a fantasy class ship, and they didn't have the programs like Norwegian has where they bring single people together. No, they didn't have any of that. But I still had a freaking belt blast. Five-day cruise out of Tampa, first time out of Tampa, first time on a uh, fantasy class, and that, my friends, is the cruise that makes me want to really, really, really get back to Carnival. So, I really do think that I have to, and again, Sandra, you, 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 you're, and Chris, whoever's listening, you're finding Mallory, you're finding this out for the first time here and now on this podcast. Despite the fact that we basically communicate every other day via Facebook Messenger, but I think after the celebr after the celebrity edge. I think I'm going to do a Royal Caribbean back-to-back, a true back-to-back out of the same port on the Odyssey of the Seas, which is a ship that I just want to see. I want to be on. I want to, I want to feel what it's like to be on that ship. And then maybe the next cruise after that that I'm going to do is going to, I'm going to have to go back to the Shield. I'm going to have to go back 
to the funnel, to Freddy, to the land of the John Heels, to the land of the actual cruise directors where you remember their name. To the to the to the evil empire reign under Arnold Donald. I gotta take it back to Carnival. Now I'll say this. I also know this. It's not going to be a car. These new car, these cru- these carnival cruises are not the carnival of old. You got to understand that. When I talk about what I know and what I feel about a carnival cruise, now they really exemplified it in the fantasy class cruise that I went on. But you still get it. You got it on the Splendor. You got it on the Miracle. You get it on the uh, you know most of the carnival ships. But anything Vista class and above. They lose a little bit of that carnival touch because what they do is they rely a little bit more on the hardware. They rely a little bit more on the gorgeous functions of the ship, the gorgeous venues, the elevated food, the, the, the branded, the Guy Fieri's, the barbecue. They rely a little bit more on what's sitting there than really give you that true carnival experience. But still yet having said that, the Mardi Gras is going to be a, uh, it's one of those once in a generation ships, that class of ships. Uh, I know they're doing the uh, celebration next, I believe it is. Same kind of cut, same same um, same uh, hull design. So that's what's going to be. It's, it's just going to be a beautiful ship. So I got to see that ship. I definitely want to see the Odyssey of the Seas. The part of the Odyssey, is, Odyssey of the Seas that gets me the most, that's most attractive to me, is that I've never been on a, on a, on a quantum-class ship. And the placement of the Play It Again sports bar in that ship, from what it looks like, is going to be a really intriguing place to be. Again, a lot of times before these ships are built, you don't know exactly what you're getting into. You don't know what the, what it looks like in the schematics and what it looks like in the fake, uh, you know, the rendering videos. You know what I mean? The um, CGI videos. It doesn't always translate to real time. But I got to take a shot. That play it again sports bar that's set up with the TVs and with everything right over the field house or the uh, whatever it is, the sports sports complex, whatever they call it. Phenomenal. But I will stand by the fact that I do not understand, nor will I ever understand, why every single cruise line, cruise ship, class of ships does not put a pool on the back of the damn ship. Boat drinks cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy See the problem is that you're right there 
There's a perfectly good island somewhere Where I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up